cliffcentral.com This is the Third Draft Podcast, the show where we interview all your favorite, coolest, funniest, awkward, and out-of-this-world online sensations. I'm Simhue. And I'm Mash. And together we bring you fresh interviews every week on cliffcentral.com where we talk to some of your favorite content creators about the business of content creation, how they come up with the content, and of course... The bag. How much money they're making, honey. Oh, yes. So catch fresh episodes every Wednesday on cliffcentral.com on YouTube and on podcast Apple Podcast Spotify or wherever, wherever you, you get, get your podcasts. Thank the Lord I don't have to do that like uh, what do they call that Beyonce challenge that everyone's doing? Cafit. Yeah, the cafe challenge. Please, I'm, I don't want to hear I'm, that song I'm again. I'm so happy I don't have to do that challenge to get like <laughs> like followers and views and stuff. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sitting there going, so everybody must go but but they going this way and the other people are going, so, so is it fine or do we all have to go the same way? Do we tell each other? Do we, do we, do we practice? How long do we practice for? And then, <laughs> goodness. Boop, 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 boop. What I do? Are you guys good? Awesome. I'm Simpio Mteta and as you know, I'm not rolling on my own. I have my, uh, co-host on the building, Mr. Man. Hello. How you doing, boo boo? I am good and I'm excited. I'm so, so excited for today's interview. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very jam-packed. It's going to be very educational. And above all, we're going to learn all about the bag. Of course. Uh, you want to tell us who's in the building today? Today in the building, we have the one and only, the nerdy creator. Of course. My financial advisor, because mm-hmm. my financial advice comes from TikTok now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Zimaza Vabaza. Or, as you guys might know him, Mustafa. Yeah. Are you doing? How are you That's feeling? me. That's me. I was listening to your intro and I'm like, yo, pressure and I must talk about money. I must talk about money. So is it like general money or like money like that no. we're making from, from, I want to know how much is in your account, chief. I want to know if this is a mm. viable career, you know? What's a no? If you're eating nice, mm. you know? The, the funny thing about this is that I, I always wanted, I, I, I always had a, a sort of like a very, like angsty relationship with how other creators and people within the space don't kind of disclose how much money is in there. Thus, people are not able to have sort of like free conversations as to whether or not we can get into the space. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay, cool. I'm I'm going to like take off my armor a bit and let's chat. All right. Thank you. Well, um... Before we get into it. Yes. So there's a section of the show. Yeah. Right in the beginning. Yeah. Where we pay up all our guests with a drink. A drink yes. that we think best represents them and what they're all about. <laughs> okay. And as I said previously, you are my TikTok financial advisor. Oh, wait. Before you continue, right? Um, for the people that are listening to the podcast, um, you cannot see what the drink looks like. Ne? Mm-hmm. But obviously, Uzim can. And he already knows what he's going to be drinking. But I, yes. I just want to gauge with him. Why do you think we picked this particular drink for you? Um... I, I obviously I mustn't say what it is yet, right? Yes, don't. Okay. Um I don't know cuz I think it's I think it's the the beer of life. It's not a beer, but I think it's the beer of life. I think it's also uh something that uh, that everybody needs. Um and we're m- primarily made of it. So it's something that you want to be putting into your body and 
Yeah, every single day, actually. Those were clues. Clues, Isha. Mesh, when I explain. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we have paid you up with water. Mm. And the reason for this is because we've been watching your videos and we love your financial advice. You know, um, it's very educational. And you're always saying to people that, listen, um, don't be like a GTI driver who's sleeping <laughs> in a back room. Mm. You know, use your money wisely. Yes. And today we're going to use our money wisely and, and get you some water, <laughs> yeah. some tap water, some <laughs> government juice. Yes. Some, some government, government juice. juice. We watched your content and then we applied it. I love it. Absolutely love it, guys. Yes. We, we, we're running short on the water, right? We, we're about to start uh, water shedding, but this is not. The, no, we've already started. It's not the podcast for that. But, um, we'll no. talk about the North later. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I, just, I didn't know it had begun. Oh, you want to start, Mash? All right. So we're going to just have a candid conversation with you today about all things creator, all things. Um, TikTok rather mm, mm. For you in yeah, particular yeah, yeah. And exactly how you started Where you're from Because the audience wants to know exactly more about you yeah. Sure you know? So where are you from? Um, I'm from the Eastern Cape uh, Because I was born during apartheid um, I was born um, I'm from the Siskai I'm from uh, But I was born um, In the Transkai But I grew up in the Siskai mm. Right uh, At Bisho. Um, so I pretty much like I started at uh, I started at a black school, then a colored school, then I got to the white school. Um, so I've kind of seen different facets of my life kind of take shape relative to where I come from. And for the first eighteen years of my life, I lived exclusively in the Eastern Cape, but sure. I lived amongst great people, right? Mm-hmm. And then I only started coming to Joburg. I think ninety eight. Also, 1998. That's when I first started coming to Joburg, and the first time I got here, the 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 pure sort of like scale of Joburg hit me all at once because I was like, I flew here first time ever flying, and I got here and I asked my mom like, are all six lanes going like the same direction when we got out the airport? I was like, are they going same direction? She's like, yeah, they're going the same direction. So that's how small town I was, I was right? And I still am small town too hot. Um, and I maybe as we have this conversation, I'll let you know like what the bigger plan is for generally sort of like the creation and what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And think, remember, always just remember that small town thing, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Then we, we fast forward. Ne? Yes. You, you've come to Jopeg. You're seeing Jopeg. Mm. And now we're seeing you on Instagram, TikTok mm. with here's something interesting. Yeah. And you sharing gems yeah. on there. How did we get to that point from you, Joburg, and now you like this um, nerdy content creator as you, you yeah. put it in your bio? Yeah. So easy, easy peasy. So again, let's take a step back. I'm My grandfather was a pastor. So I watched him kind of like use his words to to create stories for people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, fast forward a little bit, I fall in love with advertising. The first advert I ever, that the, the first piece of content that got me to love advertising, right, was a BMW advert mm. in FHM. Don't judge me. I was like 15. So the first part of it, right? First page says three mm-hmm. in that, that BMW blue hue. Next page says two. Mm-hmm. Next page says the reason why all countdowns ended one, introducing the new BMW one series. Oh. Like that blew my mind. I was 15 and I was like, wow, that's what, that's what hit me. The power of copy. Right, the power of words, 
But also what then fast forward that I started a school newspaper. Hmm. Uh, there's a daily dispatch in the, in, in the Eastern Cape and it's London. I started the daily dispatch because I went to Dale College, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's still there. It still exists. Right till this day, they still print it. I think on a monthly now. It's a monthly. I started. I made it a weekly. That's incredible. Crazy, right? I still go Mm. back there because I go to my sort of like my alma mater, and I it's still there, which is so amazing. Like I started this thing in two thousand and four. It's still there, eighteen years later. So my my love for words and crafting words is that's where it comes from. Then get into Joburg. And I start from the bottom in terms of the advertising industry and mm-hmm. communications industry, like handing out flyers. I then start a, a student hire company for corporate events. Then I get onto radio at YFM, uh, completely out the blue. Uh, this happens because I'm quite decent on Twitter, right? Okay. At the stage, I'm at like four or five thousand followers at the time. This is 2011. So, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, like. Like I was in there. Like there's a couple of people that you know that who I I pretty much was like we were like we, were, we called it like Twilight Twitter Parliament, right? So we were re- we were using words. I want you to 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 fully understand. This. We were using words right when we started, and because Twitter like it barely you could barely even post a photo, mm. right? Mm. So we were using our words to kind of craft and get people to kind of like follow us, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And there are key strategies that we learned, and I I I like I. I like, like seriously, this is crazy. From Durban girls, mm. ladies from Durban started this thing of grouping themselves together mm-hmm. and ultimately retweeting each other's content. They were, they were the sure. first grouping of people that I saw mm. where at the end of the, but obviously we formalized it. So at the end of the day, we would basically do like a five, a five RT thing where I would have to go into all of my other mates thing and RT five times. Five times, five of the best tweets that he put that day. That's how we started growing really like exponentially. So I get onto radio. This is around 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while I'm in radio, I grow exponentially because radio is a platform. And remember, it was traditional media. So it's still really big back then. I grow to like 8,000. Uh, I get an opportunity to go to just up the road, actually, Metropolitan Republic, Paul Warner and the guys. Mm. And they want me to kind of help, uh, Castle Milk Stout, right? As a, as a social media manager. This is a new role. This is 2013, Oaks. 20, 2013, yes, 2013, right? So mm. I'm in matric at that time. Hectic, right? Oh. Um, I know, right? When I tell people that I started this thing, they're like, ah, when you're sal. So I then, I'm, I then sort of Paul Warner and the guys and then a lady by the name of Angie Hutting. Right, mm-hmm. she is the one who took all of this information that I had and kind of brought it in and taught me how to copyright, how to mm-hmm. copyright. She brought all of the stuff and all the stuff that I've been doing on Twitter and growing mm-hmm. and whatever. She brought it in. I was a bit, a little bit uh, cocky because I got into the thing and she was like, "Why do we need you?" And I said, "Firstly, that brand is like on a thousand followers. I'm on eight thousand followers. There's clearly something I know that you guys don't know, mm-hmm. and you need me." So she was like, "Okay." Alright, yeah, okay. Papa, but I, yes. I see so, why. So primarily that's how I got into sort of advertising, which then formalized a lot of my thinking. Mm. Because I, I think for people, if you don't understand the market that you are, you are actually operating in, you are going to actually get yourself into a bit of a, a couple of hurdles because you won't understand how to grow. Yes. So yes. a lot of people, when they see my stuff, they go, this is so amazing. How do you do it? And I'm like, do you know that I've been thinking for brands since 2012? So it's so not like put in the, the, the work. My ten thousand my ten thousand hours are finished. I'm now putting extra. It's extra money into that thing. So from there I then um 
get into a space where I'm thinking for brands exclusively. We start a company. Uh, to me, it was one of the first sort of exclusively Twitter based, uh, black agencies where we could actually get brands to, uh, borrow the cool of people that are out there and stuff like that. So we worked with DSTV, every single brand there, like name, a, name a channel. We worked with them. We helped them launch channels. We helped them draft their, uh, their personalities online, everything. So if you see DSTV posting, it's likely a strategy that we did in 2014. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we fought with the corporates because they, they, they resisted change, but eventually they got there. And that's why DSTV feels a little bit cooler, except for the price. So, <laughs> so from there, I then, we sell the agency in 2019. We bundle it up. I then, uh, then, then the world falls apart in 2020. Mm. Then I just said to myself, all the stuff that you have, why don't you start thinking for yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's when the whole thing comes about. Now, pause, go back to Zim high school. The first, uh, the first thing that blew my mind was film study. And this is where I'm going in the future. So film study. Blew my mind. Literally, like the ability of shaping a narrative relative to angles and a camera. Mm. If I shoot from low, I'm giving you like gravitas. If I shoot you from high, I'm making you diminutive and small. The the hero is always on the particular side. Yes. So that you could so and even the colours. Yes, you know, the colors. there's a reason why like, the villain is always in a particular like colour, the hero is in this colour all the time. Mexico's like always brown. Yes. Right? For so, a reason. It's not by so, mistake. So so I then so now Zim has learned all of this and he's going, but he doesn't, the, the camera isn't ubiquitous enough for me to kind of f- play around with cameras. Funny enough, on our, in our matric year, we did it. I, uh, the, the guys asked what we could do, like, for, I think for English, we mm-hmm. did an advert. I, I don't know. I must ask Mark Barrett where that ad, advert ended up, but we shot an advert and I directed it, right? So anyways. So that was even your first taste yeah, into this world. So I already know the words, right? Yes. And I'm, 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 I'm the editor of the school magazine, but also at the same time, I'm, I'm fascinated by like images and how we put these together and how to tell a story. Then now I get into the space 2021 where I'm like, I want to actually get into this thing because remember, I'm, a, I'm a strategist, like by, by profession. Mm-hmm. I'm a chief media strategist. So I started looking at the trends and saying, what's going to blow? Mm-hmm. In the same way I saw that Twitter was going to blow massively for brands. Mm-hmm. I got in front of it and I became the guy that brands could talk to in order for them to borrow the cool. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, what's next? So what's next is quite interesting. What's next is that we have to now reteach influencers. Mm. So I went, when I started in 2030, I had to go teach brands what this thing was, Twitter, yes. social media, etc. Mm-hmm. Now I need to go back and teach influencers in order for them to become a platform. So influencers as a platform. But how do you do that? You can't come as a nobody with no followers and come tell me yes, how like, to do something. Because yes. now people have like a million followers. Yes. They grew up overnight. And it's like, I'm getting paid. Who, what are, who, who are you? Who are you, B? Who are you? So I basically said, okay, let me first... Let me do my proof of concept. Let me take myself out there. Mm-hmm. Let me show people how this thing is done. Mm-hmm. So that's primarily what I've been doing. So I took all the knowledge that I have and I put it into something that I like, that I genuinely like. I'm not faking it. We could have an economics conversation for the next three to 10 hours. We could have a conspiracy conversation for the next three days. We could have, these are all topics and discussions. We could have a personal finance conversation. And I, so I literally said, what is my mind map? Right. Of things that I genuinely like. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Like, what do I watch? So I went into my YouTube and I looked at what do I like, right? I looked at what the channels, um, what channels I, I, I watch, how frequently I watch them, etc. Then I realized, okay, these are my topics. Then from there I said, do we have these people creating in South Africa? And I said, no, we don't have these. So I said, okay, I want to be that person. I want to have the conversations that no one is having about the SADC region specifically. So that is how you f- we find ourselves here. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like everything tied together. Yes. Like, hmm. um, what I love about your content is that it's so informative. So I know in like 60 seconds, 90 seconds, yeah. I'm going to be fed something that I might have not known about South Ah, you yes. know, be it about, um, the bad and bougie girls yes. hear about finances. Yes. How do you get your info? So, so how do you compile this so content in, now? So what's interesting is that how I compile, so you need, as a creator, you need to have a template. And so I've developed a couple of TV shows in my life, right? And what I learned from television mm-hmm. is the ability to template and format stuff. The format is sometimes more important than the content. Because the format is a way that somebody is going to interact with your content, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes you stumble onto stumble onto it. Sometimes it's you kind of from the start you know how you you're going to get people, what reactions you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So what I did primarily was that I said, "What is a flow from when I get an idea mm-hmm. to when I actually research it, put it together, film it, edit it, and put it out?" So what is my flow? Then I said, how do I make that, how do I optimize that flow and make it quicker? Mm. Okay, I need a template. So I went and got myself a template. So I structured it. I said, okay, if I write stories. So I know, for instance, every 150 words is around 50 seconds on screen. Mm. So I know that. I know that. So I know at my pace, 150 words (laughs) in the research, in in the script. If I write a script and it's 150 words and I keep checking, then I'm like, okay, I'm 50 seconds in. No, I need to start tailing down. So I've got 50 seconds to kind of get the thing in and then tail down. Then I started to say, okay, but I need to add a little bit of opinion at the end, Mm. right? And then people started to like... Because that brings the spice. Yeah, and then Mm. people liked my endings. So the, the, the last thing that I say, people started to get into it. So then I was like, okay, cool. So I've got an intro that's got to catch you. I've got a body that's got to start and finish quite quickly before we get to like 50. And then I've got to tail end my opinion into like one or two lines. And then I've got to give you like a definitive at the end. So that's how I primarily do the thing. But how I actually research is that I take stories from everybody. So I've got a list mm-hmm. of about, I think it's on a hundred now for this for, for season two. It's on a hundred actual stories. Things that people send me. So sometimes I, I'll say to people, what do you guys, what do you guys want me to cover? Right. And then they'll send me stuff and some stuff is great. Some stuff is not great. But then some stuff I'm like, wow, I should really do that. I don't necessarily subscribe to that whole thing around, uh, the TikTok thing of, um, uh, part one, part two. I don't do that. Mm. I don't, I, th- I think it's cheap. Thank goodness. I think it's, uh, uh, give me the thing now and let me finish it. Yes. Like literally give it to me now, let me finish it. I don't want to have to come back. If if you if 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 what you've given me as a product is so compelling, I'm going to then go into your thing. I don't think once have I ever said to someone, Hey, you should follow me, you should whatever. No. Yeah. Because the content needs to be does good. that for me. Yes. Exactly. It's so good that you go, What? And then you want to check what else I have. So I, I've never and I will never say to someone, You should follow me. 
No, you should swipe right, swipe right, and then or swipe left, and then get into my thing, and then you know mm-hmm. what to do. No, there's none of that, bro. This is the story. It's interesting. Go, mm-hmm. go, have it, and then let me know what you think. That's it. So Zamasa, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned to us that you have a list of about a hundred topics that yes. you currently have. Now. Yeah. How apart from people actually sending you this stuff? Yeah. How do you decide what goes on that list? Is it based off of what's happening in the news, what's happening in politics? How do you decide? So it's a little bit of both. So it's 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 a little bit of three things. It's like what's in my head, uh, what's in my head one, what's in the news, and what's trending. Mm. Sometimes I get lucky. Let me tell you how I got lucky. Mm-hmm. So the S S two of my series, episode one, mm-hmm. was around the Durban July. Yes. I already had all of the other content done. And then I was sitting at my place filming. And then I went onto my phone and I saw how hectic Durban July was. Mm-hmm. And I said, I bet these guys don't actually know that they're actually how? growing the economy. With the billions. Yes. And I was like, hold on. Let me, Let me quickly you. put this thing together. I I did that. And funny enough, this is when sort of like an understanding of how things work. Yes. So I I because I understand how long hashtags last. I knew that Durban July only actually ends on Monday night. Mm. But if I was able to drop this thing on first thing Monday morning, everybody who's flying back will be checking how everyone else's weekend in Durban was. Yeah. Mm. So I dropped my thing at nine o'clock on the dot. Didn't tag any celebrities, nobody. Yeah. Everybody. It went like a house on fire. Mm-hmm. Because people didn't actually understand that by them going down, they were actually contributing to, a, to the tourism economy. And it was massive, but also I was a bit spicy because I remember, I think my line when I started was like, uh, fashionistas, uh, ice boys and something and freeloaders will be in Durban. That's how I started it. So immediately you're like, yo, who are these freeloaders? <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> exactly. So, so primarily that's what I do. So it's about how, what do I think is going to, what, what do I think is going to pop? What are people talking about? What's in the news? And then lastly, what's trending? Like what's trending? What and what opportunities? And the last one was I dropped the Lesotho video yes. on Independence Day. I did not know it was in Lesotho Independence Day. Okay, I didn't even know. So that was a great coincidence. For, for mm. me, it was just like I want to drop this thing about water because I think water is important, and I think r- relative to the discourse around Lesotho, right? There's a lot of conversation, so I want to let people know. Like Lesotho actually gives us water. Mm. So yeah, that's that was that was the. The stars aligning, I guess. Yeah. Or in the words of Oprah, when uh, luck, when opportunity meets preparation. Hundred percent. You know, yes. I, I love how your approach to this content creation is not a yeah. So I was just chilling and I just recorded a dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more like nah. I thought about this and I put a bit of prep and I put a bit of thought behind mm. it. I gave it one or two of my flavor and. Mm. We're here. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I really enjoy about like the informative stuff that you do. Yeah. But we see you trending now, you know? We, yeah. We, we, we don't just see you talk about, you know, the finances. Yeah. You know? How are the finances looking? Um, okay. I, I we, we had, <laughs> we had this like little bit offline and okay. Look, I think, I think what is key mm-hmm. is to understand, uh, what my, idea was not to monetize the platform for at least a year okay mm-hmm. because i wanted to i wanted to be geared towards growth mm-hmm. yes. right like exponential growth that's why when i walked in here i was like 
I'm actually quite mad because I'm behind because I was doing business school and whatnot because I actually want to be at, at 100,000 before the year ends. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm going to post three on TikTok every single week, three videos every single week. I might even do four sometimes mm-hmm. when I get a tactical video that I think is cool. But the money thing was never a thing. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something interesting. Sorry. Here's a moment. The <laughs> actual... I actually Most advertisers that approach me actually want Instagram. And Instagram is like maybe two times, no, a third, a third. Because I'm on 63,000 on TikTok and I'm on 26,000. Mm. I'm chasing half, but I'm still like 30% of the way there, right? Mm. On, But they still want Instagram. Instagram still is a platform that advertisers want to be seen on. They're still scared. But you have to understand the dynamic of why that is. The custodians of brands grew up with Instagram Mm -hmm. and they feel comfortable on Instagram. They do not know how to navigate TikTok. Yeah, there's almost like a level of predictability with Instagram. Yes, it's changed a lot and people are complaining. But there's that thing of like Instagram is known for aesthetics. It's Mm. known for this. It's Mm. known for that. There's a structure. I can create content around TikTok, we don't know. Tomorrow you could be in your car just crying. Mm. And, and then it gets 5 million views. And yes. then you do something that has transitions and then yeah. it's like two. Yes. And also with TikTok, it's that thing of um, you're big today. Everybody's talking about you. Two days later, who are you? Yes. But We've also forgotten. people don't know you on TikTok. Like yes. we watch so many TikToks, but we don't know like the content creators. Up like, oh, I saw this video. Exactly. Who is that person? Mm. I it's don't fast. know. That. It's very fast paced. Yeah. But, but also you have to also understand the, the, the basis of both of the platforms. The other one was sort of like ephemeral. It's like post mm. this thing and don't, don't worry about it. Like it could be off your phone. The other platform is primarily like you need to think about what you're posting. Mm-hmm. Right, so when reels came about and mm-hmm. the strategy, and the strategy changed from them was like video first, and we're no more a pictures platform. That's when I went, ha, my chance has arrived, because I'm not great on images. You even go on my profile, I got, I don't, I, don't, I, I do not care for images. Mm-hmm. So when the shift happened and everyone was crying, I was like, this is my time to shine. So it is, mm-hmm. it is about that preparation and being ready, right, mm-hmm. for the opportunity. So. I think that what everyone needs to realize is that you no longer have to be like in the entertainment space within the TikTok sphere and the Instagram sphere. Mm-hmm. You don't have to dance. You literally mm. give people value in whatever you're doing. I have this conversation with myself and a few other people that I, I, I wouldn't call it consulting. I just chat to them and they ask me stuff. The problem that a lot of people have now is that they do not give people value. So let's say you are a travel creator. And you are traveling to everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say anywhere because then you'd be like, oh, are you talking about? No. So you're traveling to all of these different nice places. Why are you not telling us how to get there in in fiscal terms, in money terms? Mm-hmm. So that I actually have, there's something tangible that I get from this. Oh, when I go to Tanzania, it's going to cost me about 15,000 rand just to fly and come back there. Mm-hmm. So how much does a hotel cost? Even if you are sponsored to go there by Tourism Tanzania, mm-hmm. why not tell us what the package actually originally costs? Mm-hmm. So, hey, guys, I was sponsored by... But at this very time, the package to actually fly there would have cost you X amount of... The, the suite that I'm staying at is this part. There's a better suite at one. Mm-hmm. When you start to add that actual sort of like usable information for people. That is when we now go beyond you just being entertainment, but now you're infotainment. Mm. 
right? Yes. yes. Information that entertains me. Because now I know there was a great place where you were at and it roughly costs about 35,000 rand to holiday so there for one person. So it's roughly in my budget or not, not in my budget. 100%. So a lot of people don't actually do that. And that is why you said, Sims, that every time I watch your video, I literally go, wow, I didn't know that. If... You have to. Someone actually sent me a DM, right? Like a month back. I was like, we actually use your videos like in our economics class <laughs> to show kids. Then you've made it. Ah, you've made and it. Ah, like, you dude. <laughs> and funny enough, one of the stories I'm running, I think Wednesday or thing, everyone was talking about like the strength of the Rand versus, I mean, the strength of the Zambian Kwacha versus the Rand. Mm-hmm. And I basically was like, People have us. So let me just give you perspective. So that's the, that's the video that's coming out on, on, on Wednesday, right? Mm. And everyone was talking about that last week. So that is an opportunity. That's a tactical response to a trend. Mm. So that's exactly like, like this is not in my story. It wasn't in my lineup. Yeah. It was a tactical response to seeing people having a conversation around something. And I said, okay, cool. Let me add and I can mm. quickly turn this around. So 200, 200 odd words later, I'm going to start recording. Oh, you also earlier said changing. Educating influencers. Yes. What does that mean? Because if I'm a current influencer, I have my millions of likes, uh, views, mm. and here is the master saying, now I need to change my strat, yeah. if there is a strat, but I need to change my ways. Yes. What does that entail? So what's interesting, right, is that there's somebody, I'm, I won't say the person's thing, but they're over like 2 million followers. I mm-hmm. think they're 2, 3 million followers. I, I'll check as I go. But so this person was a celebrity many years ago. So when everybody started to get into social media, mm-hmm. they naturally just aggregated followers without having to do much. Yes. They used to tweet good morning and they would trend like it was that crazy. Now they have to work for it and it's not the same. So their follower, their, their engagement is dormant mm-hmm. and they're like north of 3M, I think north of 3 million followers. Sure. Their engagement is dormant. Because they were never really creators. They were celebrities. Mm. There's a complete difference. Mm. So we always need to figure out what it is that we want to do. And how I help people in a system is I basically say to them, do you want money? Or are you like just generally like in love with creating? And, and, and I'm in love with creating, right? I didn't, I didn't want to monetize my platform mm. for like another year. So, Generally, I'd set like 2023 April mm-hmm. for when I wanted to start actually monetizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them, I say to them, okay, let's go into the, the, the engine. Let's mm-hmm. go into your insights. Let's look at what is working, what's not working. Mm-hmm. And we are going to kill everything that's not working. So those videos of you and your dog at your house, we're going to kill them. Don't you will never that. ever post that thing again Not even on your stories Don't say that Just put it in your status for your family Don't say that No, I'm, I'm telling you If it does not work and does not translate into Let's say Average Relative to your channel Average inter- interactions and engagements mm. Do not do it Kill Kill that thing Kill That's yeah. why you never see me post lifestyle stuff I'm not a lifestyle creator mm-hmm. I know why people come into my channel mm. So you're not going to see me post some, Oh I just got a lifestyle, dope lifestyle. A dope sneaker no, a, no, mm. no 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 It's got to have something relevant mm. To you So that you know That's what Zim gives me mm. Zim gives me something that's relevant Relatable But also Is going to expand my mind And let me every, If you go through my comments Everyone's always going 
yo, I did not know this. I now know something new. Yes. So the same thing for those creators. Now, it does not mean you stop doing what you're doing. It means that you cut out everything else that's not working on your page. Mm. Mm. Cut it out. Yes. Those videos of you chilling with your mates on a Friday, cut it out. Don't post. Mm-hmm. Rather don't post. No, seriously. Rather don't post. You know what she's saying is, I know you're not speaking to me, but I can feel somebody like, yo, that is so harsh. I just want to post that I'm having a good time with my friends. And you know that saying, if, if you don't post, it never happened. And if, you, if, you're, if, if you're a normal person, sure. Put it, you know what? Do a close friends and then post it for your friends. Yeah, just do it. Just, just do a close friends. Mm. Okay. Do, do, do a close friends and do it for your friends. Okay. If you must. If you must. Just get it out the system. But those same people are on your WhatsApp. So <laughs> what is the point? What's the point? You understand? Mm. So you've got to basically figure out all of these things. And then you've got to have a strategy. Mm. I know you alluded to it later and said sometimes people have strategy. Yes, it's true. You gotta have a strategy. And if you don't have a strategy that's looking at three months, six months, a year, you're going to fall flat. Because how are you going to know if all the stuff that you've been doing is actually working out? Exactly. Right? So even a even a posting volume, a lot of people I just say, increase your volume. It's not even like your content is wrong, you want just increase your volume. You post once a week. Really? Seriously? Seriously? It does that work? But don't post like once every hour either. Okay. So just relative volume to the quality content that you can produce, right? Mm. So if you are somebody that and I think that the 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 in the space of like uh social media and digital people have become a little bit more okay with general uh phone quality. So they're not going to be like Yo, that wasn't in 4K. Is, yeah, that was not in 4K. No, everything is leveling out, right? Yes. So now it's it's going to be about the creator and not necessarily about the equipment. Mm. But the equipment is very important. It, it is. is. It does it. It very is. important. And you don't have to spend a lot, but get yourself a proper camera. Like, I do not post on anything that's not professionally done. <laughs> I don't anymore. I used to. I don't anymore because, but and specifically think, even for brands. But do you think that's because you've also, I would say, taken yourself a bit more seriously as a as a creator now? Because I think sometimes it's easy for us to say post, just start, yeah, and then it's like ah, oh, Sims, I'm doing this podcast mm. once a week, it doesn't matter, and then there's like that shift to say, oh no, this is something serious, yes. so therefore I need a mic, yes, I need this, I need, and then you you know so. Was that also the shift to say, no, I mean, before yeah. anyone else comes and gives me money, yeah. let me take myself serious. Yeah, so I, 100%. So I basically said I would not start until I at least got the base minimum. So I did a lot of hours of just researching in terms of equipment and what I needed to do. Mm. And then relative to what I wanted to to put out to people, I then started tailoring my equipment relative to that. So I was like, okay, a lot of my stuff is always like sitting down. Um, at my place, and um, so I just need like I need a camera, I need a tripod, I definitely need a microphone because a lot of people have great quality cameras, like you know your iPhones and your 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 Galaxies, etc. But they don't have microphones, so it is horrendous. Oh, fun fact: it, um, people would rather watch a bad quality video, yes, than listen to bad audio. Hundred percent. So they'll they'll switch off if it's bad audio. They're yeah. done. Bad video, they'll watch. They'll watch because yeah. remember, we're not attached to the if if the, if I can kind of make out what it is, I also understand if it's a guy who's literally telling me about his trip, his ski trip, right to at uh, in Lesotho, mm-hmm. right at the mountains. Even if he didn't have the best GoPro and maybe he shot with his phone as he's going down, but it's got great sound and he's like, yo. 
I'd be like, I still watch it because I understand. I'm like, he's on a mountain. He likely doesn't have the phone, but he's showing me this experience. So, but equipment, a lot of people, they, they overspend. A lot of people. You're the first to say that. No, they overspend on equipment. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, look, my first, my first, uh, uh, Canon M50, I, there's like two of them. The first Canon M50 I bought for 7,800, mm. right? And that was on, on Facebook Marketplace. Like, I, I troll there. I'm like a, a, a thrifty ass person there. So I got it for seven, uh, 7.8. I then bought a 1,500 Rand, uh, I think my lens is, a. It's a telephoto lens. I think it's a 70. Yeah, mm-hmm. 70 to 200, right? Mm-hmm. Normal kit lens. Mm. Then I got myself a Nifty 50 combo. It was 2,500 Rand for a Nifty 50 combo that came with a connector, right? Mm-hmm. The connector is like literally right here in the studio with us. Mm. So I bought that as a combo, but it was a Mark 1 Nifty 50. So it was old lens. Like it was a USM lens. It's still, mm-hmm. It wasn't a step motor lens. And you need to know this as a, as a creator, right? Yes. You need to know like... What's, what's a step motor and what's, so I got all of the stuff and I would say what, let's call it 8,000 yeah. plus another 1,005. So we're at 9,5. Um, that was for the, f- the first lens, right? So obviously it came with a kit lens, a 15 to, uh, what is it? 15 to 35, right? F3. So I got that. Then I spent another 1,500 telephoto lens so I could see far if I wanted to do stuff from far. And then I got myself a Nifty 50 with a thing for 2,005. So maybe I'm at 12,000 now. But this is over a span of like two to three months, right? That mm. I'm getting this equipment. Got myself a Boyer mic. 300 bucks, mm. right? And tripod was like a throwaway from like, I think I got a cash converter so like 200 bucks. Mm. Right. And you know, a lot of people will say this is a lot of money. Yes. But compared to your iPhone that you're using right now. It's the now, exact same amount. It's, it's, it's literally less. It's less than your iPhone. Exactly. Right? It's less than your iPhone. Mm. But Sims, speaking to what you were saying, I took, I wanted to take myself seriously before uh, so that I could take brand seriously. Mm. So when yes. I do brand work, mm. it's serious. I hate seeing someone who's charging 50,000 Rand and they shoot a brand advert on their phones. Mm. On, it. on your phone they've given you 50,000 rand that includes production right yes. performance mm. editing placement those are the four things that a brand actually pays for mm-hmm. right and now you you went and shot on your phone <laughs> for 50,000 uh, chief yep honestly <laughs> that's, that's why they, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why the brand didn't come back to you yeah yes. that's why so and 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 there's a Crazy phenomenon, just to touch on it. There's a crazy phenomenon that's happening within the, the, the black, actually, no, not even black, the female influencing space in South Africa. Mm-hmm. There's so many. They're doing the same thing. They're all of the same quality. So now what's suddenly happening is that the rates are going down. Mm. The rates are going down. Everyone's, everyone's rates are decreasing mm. because it's, there's, every, you could literally, like you could take a stone and throw it and you will hit an influence, a female influencer who's got like north of like 50,000 followers. Yes. And doing makeup. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's, that's one thing. So, doing so, so the saturation mm. within the space is so crazy and brands no longer have to compete mm. for, for the attention of the same audience. They don't have to compete. They're fine. They're chill. They're like, ah. she doesn't want for, 20,000. It's going down, right? And yes. if you know market dynamics, you'll understand that yes. the supply, if it goes up, the demand is going to go down. Yes. And the price that people are willing to pay for it 
is also going to start decreasing because mm. it's everywhere. So, hey, I need somebody to do this alcohol promo for this da da da, and it's going to be brutal fruit and whatever, whatever. Bruh, how many people th- think about how many people you, you, you thought of now when I said brutal fruit? Yeah, that's that's the problem, right? But people are still doing this thing, right? That's the first thing, right? It's, it's too many people and they're not differentiating themselves. Second thing, the pricing strategy that a lot of people are using is garbage. But I, who informs them on that? Who teaches yes. them? Because as someone who can wake up today and say, you know what, I'm going to go for this thing. Yeah. And I fully go and I learn about um, the, the technical stuff, yeah. you know, like the camera, how to edit. And now here's a brand approaching me and I've never been told how to price. Sure. Or my rate card. We had um, uh, a creator the other day, did not know how to create a, a rate card, right? Mm. And it's like, yeah, but no one's talking about it as yeah. well. So, so what, what, quite interesting. I, I, I don't have a rate card. I refuse to do a rate card, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I want to break down the the very sort of institution that funnels people into believing that I should charge you per post. I don't think that anybody gets value. I don't think brand gets value. And if brand doesn't get value and they're the ones that are giving money, it means that they, they then start to spend less on social media. Mm. As, as a collective platform, we have to understand that if you're not doing things that are going to add value for brand as well as yourself, right? Because of how you choose the brands you work with, etc., you are actually muddying the waters for other people that actually want to do great work for brands. Yes. So, so if, if, if you're not doing, if, if, if you like, again, it's like the whole, I used my phone thing and the brand paid you 50,000 rand. Like, mm. why? Right? I, I edited on iMovie. Why? It takes only one person. Like, it takes one person that a brand works with. And after that, they're like, you know what? Let's not do that ever again. And then suddenly that big brand, that, that big liquor brand no longer wants to work with influencers and they would rather mm. go back to, Hiring models to do day work and getting them to yes. perform and then taking that content and then just putting it on programmatic. Yeah. So, and that's what people don't understand. Mm-hmm. And the second part is that now you've got to basically figure out, am I giving actual value? If, I, if this brand is paying me, I've got people that they'll say to, oh, no, I charge like, like 50,000 rand a tweet. And I'm like, what's the value? What's the value? Mm-hmm. What's the value the brand gets? Why do you think brands aren't working with you anymore? Why do you think? What value do you give them? 50,000 rand. Me, I, I'll roll out the red carpet for a brand. Mm. Right? Red carpet. And when it's bare minimum. Bare minimum. That's why brands generally love working with me. And that's why, for instance, for me, the financial services brand that I work with, like a lot, they love me for, because I did, I don't ask you like, how much is per tweet? I say, how much money do you have and how do we cut it up? Mm. It's a different, I, everybody asks me, yo, what's your, what's your rate? I say, I don't have a rate, chief. Tell me what your budget. There are four things you need to work out a budget, to work out a campaign, mm-hmm. ballpark budget. The, the, they need to know how much money they have. Two, mm-hmm. what's the scope of work required? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Three, what's the duration? Four, what are you hoping to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Those four things will determine whether or not there is value on both sides. There's value for me. There's value for you. And those key things are key. And that's then you add those other things, those other P's, right? What what do I put in for production? Do I get a photographer? Do I get somebody to shoot me? Mm-hmm. Do I, and you pay that person, right? Favors are finished now. We know people make money off this thing. Yes. So it's production. There's performance. It's me sitting down and actually delivering the content, right? Yes. Then there's post-production. 
right? I must and that also takes time. Hundred percent. It's actually one of the longest times. Mm-hmm. And then this placement. Do you want me? Do you want? Do you want to put on my Instagram? Do you want to be on my TikTok? Do you want to be on my Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter? There's different rates, right? Yes. Because you get different exposure. So this is super key. And what's actually quite interesting, I, I, I'm, it's actually so fortuitous that I'm, I, I'm here because I'm actually looking to do a masterclass, but not for everybody, like for, for the top influencers at first. Mm. And then I will start to bring other people in because I, this thing of like influencers as a platform is like, is one of my sort of like, not my life's work, but my next two years work mm-hmm. because I know what brands want and I know that the, you guys are not giving. It's mm. not giving. It's not, <laughs> it's not giving. Yeah. It's getting worse. And brands are now starting to pull away because Facebook's got to start optimizing themselves. Mm. Right? And Meta has got to start optimizing itself. TikTok's going to optimize itself to take the brand, the brand rands and cents and dollars and then just put it on your content. Mm. Yeah. So now the, the brand will not need you. Mm-hmm. They'll just go straight to Meta. They'll just go straight to TikTok. 100%. Mm. So you got to get better at it. And we've got to, in a way, unionize. Mm. Yeah. I think I have a final, just, I just want to pick your brain on this. What do you think of um, celebrities now doing influencer work? Um, I saw, uh, funny enough, I saw people at, uh, they went to RTD. Uh, was it last week or the week before? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went to the Daisies and some were awesome, some were absolutely garbage. Because they took celebrities there. Mm. Absolutely garbage. They, but still I vlog, it daily vlog, like a day in my life. It's tough for them. Mm. But yeah, I've got like 400,000 followers, so I must do something and brand wants me there. No, but like, and that's, that's what actually muddies the waters. Influencers need to actually stamp this thing out. Brand managers need to fall back. They need to fall back. And actually, and I'm not saying to you that you're going to, you need to now take people of a lower ilk. Mm-hmm. Just take more people for the same budget. I know that lady was paid like 100K upwards. Mm-hmm. If you took five people, you gave them 20K and you flew them there, flew them back and entertained them, they would have still taken it. They nice. would have given you five times better content. They would have given mm-hmm. you more output, more frequency. Mm-hmm. So, I, and again, this is why I'm saying this masterclass and stuff that I want to start is key. I don't mm-hmm. want it for every, it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I need the guys at the top because if I just hit those guys at the top, it's going to cascade down and everyone yes. else will start doing it. We need to stop. We need to immediately stop charging per post. We need to charge on value. Mm. Because what happens? Brand says to you, how much do you charge? You say 10,000 rand a post. Instead of just saying, give me that 10,000 rand and I'll give you this. Mm. Completely different conversation. Very different. Give me that 10,000 rand. I'll tell you what I can do. Mm. Because at the end of the day, what are you going to do on that Friday night? What are you going to do? Are you going to be posting your cat? Would you rather be posting your cat when a brand had 10,000 rand for you? I'm feeling exploited. Hmm. What? No, seriously. You need to see your platform almost like radio, almost like television. If we do not use the space today, we have lost it forever. Mm-hmm. If you don't, today I had X amount of followers. If I did not show those followers something today, I've lost that money. It can never come back. So we need to start seeing our platforms as that way. And then you realize that you are part of a bigger machine and that machine has got to push in the same direction. I like what you said about um, actually rather collaborating with brands as as opposed to just listen, this is the budget, this is what we want and so forth. Mm. And 
Um, coming back to that, I've noticed also it happens quite a lot that when people, when, when influencers in, in, in particular brands come to influencers, they're like, listen, this, this is how much we can offer you. And this is what we want. We want 10 posts. We'll have a thousand rand. Mm. And you see these poor influencers, especially on Twitter, where, mm. um, there was a space about this last mm. year that I saw where they were complaining about how these brands, they come to campaign managers. They say, listen, we want this, we want that. And the campaign managers don't even fight for these influencers. They mm. don't go like, ah, ah, guys, that's a bit ridiculous. Mm. Um, this is, you, you can't expect one, two, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. For, 1,000 rand yes. and so forth and so on. So what do these brand managers do? Mm. They just agree because they're like, listen, there's a big client. We can't lose this person, whatever. Yeah. So let's go to these influencers. Let's offer them this. Yeah. And now these influencers as well, they are kind of broke. Yes. <laughs> they're so, just trying to get by. Yeah. Slave labor. And they'll just accept it. Yeah. And then you just see them on social media because they're also pay, being paid so little. For them, it's not a thing of, I'm doing this because I want to. I'm doing mm. this because this is my brand. This is what I'm upholding. I have mm. certain um criteria to uphold. I have a certain level of mm. quality in my content. Yeah. They're just doing this because, ah, I just have to. Yeah. And you can see, and that is also part of the problem yeah. in this influencer economy, mm. whereas you end up with all this... um. Subpar. Subpar content. Yeah. It's very poor quality content mm. where people are just doing this because they have to. They don't have much of a choice mm. in it. You know what I mean? So there's, there's two ways you need to look at that. One, they, some people post for fun. Some people actually post for brand work. Mm. Now I want to make a clear distinction. There are people that create content that brands can easily tag onto. And then there are people whose job is to popularize or amplify what brand is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're not going to pay, be paid the same. And the problem in South Africa is that mm. you see the other person doing something, you go, I mean, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. And maybe you are only worth a thousand rand to the brand. You should look at it mm. in, and say, what do I actually, this is self introspection for a lot of people is, it's a weird thing. Especially in this they, they can't, the, content you, uh, creator world 100%. because we, the only thing they look at is followers. Yes. Mm-hmm. To a lot of them, it's like, well, I have 10,000, you have 15, when we're not 20, we're in the same WhatsApp group. You see, you think you're the same, but mm. we're not the same. Mm. Same, same, but different. So you need to then say to those people, yes, there are, there are practices of exploitation within the industry, but also at the same time. They, that's why out of everybody, and I'll make an example. That's why for the period of like, since last year, I think last year till about this year, like standout has been like Pamela Mdanga, right? She's, she stood out purely because she pioneered a different style, right? She was consistent Mm -hmm. and she gave brand value. Mm -hmm. She didn't have to fly to Cape Town to go get a scenic thing to do this one, but she would, she would do it. Mm -hmm. She didn't have to jump into the water with that dress. Mm-hmm. But she would do it for the slow-mo yes. shot, right? So all of these things you got to realize, be like, if that's what the top looks like, mm. are you, how far are you from the top relative to what you're creating? If that, if that's what the top looks like, right? If the Likuzwayo is the one where you're like, yo, Likuzwayo will shoot stuff with the phone and it looks, obviously the backdrop is amazing because she's in just exotic places. But bro, are you close there? Realistically. Let's speak the truth now. So, you can't be charging those type of monies. Mm. You gotta be, you gotta put work into your craft, right? People are mad at like Sabelo the creator. And I'm like, yeah, he cleans, but he actually puts effort. They like, clean. Like, His videos, no one can like, clean, I understand. No, no, no. But the quality of it is crisp. 
Yes. You know, it's you can see that, oh no, he took the time to actually place his camera somewhere. Or oh, get a tripod, because also this thing of shooting with your hand. Wee. Like like the phone in the hand, you're like, oh guys, let me just move this. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotta stop that. Like tripods are literally less than two hundred Rand at like China Mall. Mm-hmm. Like literally. Literally. So that's also the th- that's what makes him different. Because you can see when someone has thought about it. Yes. You know, I'm gonna put my phone there. I'm gonna shoot different this angles. Girl. Now it's there. It's like a like a bird's eye view. Yes, same place. Same place. You know. Mm. It's but different angles. Try, just try, bro. Just try, please try. So my last question for you. Yeah. Rather, I'd rather say my second last question. Yeah. Is, <laughs> so when are you spicy on social media, Vale? I am. And I want to find out, is there any video you've made where you got a little bit nervous to after uploading? You're like, hey, because I know at some point you also got a defamation letter. Yes, I did. And mm. there was a video. I didn't get nervous for it. My mom got nervous Yeah, for it. Uh, I took out a video and funny enough, that would have been my first one million video. Because like what? It, was on, it was on half a million in three days. Jeez. And it let me give you some numbers. It was doing. It was only only fifty two percent of that audience was from South Africa, UK, mm. Ghana, US, uh, everywhere, global. Like that was going to be my first video going global. But the subject matter of that video was rather tricky. So yeah, yeah, some some government types called my mom, like, and they were like, yeah, tell your son to remove that video. Jesus, yeah. Yeah, it got real. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I would not have removed it, but for for the sake of my mom's heart, yes, mm. I removed it because the information that was in that video is really available everywhere. Yeah, it's just that I compiled it and 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 crafted such a compelling story. Mm. That's the only difference. So yes, I have I have done those uh, videos where I'm like, I I don't think I've had a video where I'm like, I mostly go ha that's spicy and then I post. Not like a, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't post this. No, because at the end of the day, right, we've got a, and that's why I think I will never, not never, never, but it'll have to be on such great terms where I've had a couple of offers from radio, uh, stations and what, but everything, every time they come to me, I'm like, bruh, I'm keeping editorial. This is my IP. This is my whatnot. And I, and I no longer need you. And also because like you're not negotiating from hunger, it's different. Yes. <laughs> Say that again. You're not negotiating from hunger. Mm. A position of hunger is a tough thing. You can see oh. people. You can you can see. So mm. if you're not negotiating for a position of hunger, you you you're not willing to take like slap chips if you think that you should be having some tapas. Hundred mm. percent. You know, you should be having some tapas. You should be dipping. Mm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's where we are now. But I also think that you should never overvalue. So I always. Like over deliver for brand. If I if I promised you five f- uh, five stories, I'll give you ten. If I said I'd be at this event and whatnot, I'll be at two of your events. I'll yes. be like, I was in the area. I'm lying. I just want to make sure that you're cool. But also at the same time, I'll, you need to be great on great rapport mm. with the CMOs of this world, the brand managers of yes. this world, the ABMs, assistant brand managers, etc. And actually just deliver on your work on time. And I like I literally get hives if I haven't delivered a video. Mm. For a client I get like super hypes Like I will not sleep Until that video is edited And sent to you Even if I Even if it comes in At like boom, Half past three in the morning mm. Because at the end of the day Like for me It's not even like I It's a work thing It's like the relationship We could form Could be like 
a million rand relationship in two years. Mm. Right. So it's not, it's not for now. It's for then. It's for yes. that at that time. Also, guys, don't give brands usage for more than three months because in three months, your platform grows. So do not give anybody more than three months. They must come renegotiate if they want to use your content for more than three months. Because think about how much other content you've, you've created in the three months in order for you to grow. Yes. So do not give anybody more than 90 days with your name, face, and likeness. Mm. <laughs> All right. I think that was my last question. <laughs> you just he answered just, my last question. Yo, that, that, this was informative. This was very informative. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this chat. You actually might just get another invite. Says <laughs> we part two, huh? Hey, part two, part three. <laughs> Let's do a masterclass. Yes. yes. Let's do a masterclass. Mm-hmm. Bring some guys here. And let's, let's, let's do it. I'm gonna hold you to, we're doing it. Let's no, do it. We're gonna do it. Invite some people. Mm-hmm. See on. Yeah. See on. Um, you guys, th- that's how we're wrapping up the show. Yeah. We're gonna do a masterclass. I'm excited. I'm going to be there, even though, you know. You have to be there. <laughs> I feel like I might not qualify, but I'm gonna just fire myself. Um, this was great. Thank you so much. It's a Sim. pleasure, guys. Thank you so much, Mash. Thank you so much, Sims. Absolutely loved it. Why is it, why is it the, the third? The draft. Yeah. Is it, cause that's the best draft. It's I called the it. safe draft. Guys, <laughs> in media, the, the third draft is called the, the safe draft. So. I got it. Yeah, so, you know. We out? We out. Cheers. <laughs>